Thank you for tuning in to The Way Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to showcase the way that God wants us to live by looking at what is written in His Word. The Bible says God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. This is That Way. Here is your host, Houston Welch. Welcome back to The Way Podcast. I'm your host, Houston Welch, and I'm here today with my good brother and God's servant, uh, Joshua Houston. Joshua, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, well, first of all, it's good to be here. Appreciate you inviting me, having me on. Uh, I'm an associate minister at the Salem Creek Church of Christ in Murfreesboro, and uh, marking this coming semester, which will be in the spring of uh, 2021, as an adjunct professor of Bible at Faulkner University. I'll be teaching a class there called Understanding Biblical Literature, uh, basically trying to help kids understand the Bible a little bit better. I work as an auctioneer, um, do that on several Saturdays throughout the summer, and uh, I'm married. been married for a little over two years now and loving that. So, you know, just a... Just a blessing to be here and to get to study the Word of God with you. Yeah, well, I appreciate you coming on. Now, Joshua, he, he has his master's uh, from Freed, correct? That's right. I, mm-hmm. And uh, and he, he um, his master's thesis, uh, he, he actually has it out, and it's, it's, in a, it's in book form. It's been published, titled, Should Christians Fast? And it's a study of contemporary spirituality from Matthew 6, 1 through 18. And in his book, he actually has an exegesis of Matthew 6, 1 through 18. And if you're familiar with that text, uh, Jesus, it's in the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus, he discusses three main topics there. Uh, the topic of giving or giving alms, and then the topic of prayer, and then uh, as well as, as fasting. And those three are all right there uh, together. And so in the course of, of these episodes that we're going to have with Joshua, we're going to break this down into those three, as, as his book does. And uh, first, we're going to look at giving. Second, we're going to look at prayer. And then third, we're going to look at, at fasting. So in the text of Matthew chapter 6, uh, verses 1 through 4, he opens up, Jesus says, "'Take heed that you do not your alms before men to, see, to be seen of them.'" Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when you do your alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and the streets, that they may have glory of men. Truly, I say unto you, they have their reward. But when you do your alms, let not your left hand know what your right hand does, that your alms may be in secret, and your Father which uh, which sees in secret shall reward you openly. And so... If, you, if you're listening or you're reading along with us, however it may be, uh, you may have noticed that word alms. It might have stuck out with you. You might be familiar with it. Uh, Joshua, what, what are alms to begin with? Yeah, so uh, Bible translations differ on how they translate this word. Some say almsgiving. Uh, some say giving to the needy. More uh, modern contemporary translations will say giving to the needy. And that's exactly what almsgiving is. It's not so much uh, the giving of money to someone or you know just being benevolent. It is the act of giving to someone in a benevolent way for the purpose of worshiping God. So the two have to be connected. Uh, it's something that the Pharisees and the Sadducees were very famous for doing. Um, in the Greek text, there's the warning against sounding the trumpet 
before yourself when you're giving your alms. And there are some scholars who would suggest, I don't think this is right, but there are some scholars who would suggest that that uh, resembles the, the trumpet-shaped box that the money would go in in order to uh, be collected and then distributed to the poor through the temple. So basically, when we think about almsgiving or uh, giving to the needy, it's not so much the act of giving, but the purpose of giving. It's giving for the benefit of someone else, usually through means of money. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and so you, you, you put down uh, something in your book when you were doing the exegesis of this part of the text— uh, and you said that it was it was something which was important uh, to God, and and so it it is something that 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 we should do. Almsgiving is something that Christians should practice, um, and and we do we do practice that when we give to to the church, which we're going to discuss later. Uh, I want us to look at Proverbs uh, nineteen, uh, Proverbs nineteen, and something to note about when you are uh, giving. This is an interesting. Uh, verse or an interesting proverb, Proverbs 19 and verse 17, uh, he that has pity upon the poor, uh, meaning that you're, you're giving, you're giving alms, lends unto the Lord, and that which he has given uh, will he, God, pay him again. Uh, so when, you, when you're giving to the poor, you're not just giving to the poor, but you're essentially giving to God, and we're gonna we'll discuss that a little bit further as well. Uh, but the, I, I thought that that was an interesting an interesting text because God works through man, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now back back to Matthew uh, Matthew six. Uh, I want us to talk about when he says to be seen of them. Make sure that when you do your alms that you do not do them to be seen of men, to be seen of them, mm-hmm. as the Pharisees, as the hypocrites did. Mm-hmm. Could you could you discuss that, elaborate yeah, on that th- a little that's, bit? That's a common theme throughout all three. So when mm-hmm. Jesus speaks about these, he's speaking in a triad format, which is uh, very popular among uh, Jesus and, and the Jewish teachers of that day, and even among preachers today. You know, If you'll notice, most sermons have three points. Right. Well, mm-hmm. that's the same going back to them. And Jesus does that here with when you give, when you pray, and when you fast. All of those are warned against, um, and they're put up against the hypocrites. You know, don't do this like the hypocrites. Don't do this uh, like the—I think he's referring to the Pharisees. It doesn't say explicitly there in the text. But uh, talking about being seen by men, uh, these people, when they gave— they made sure everyone knew how much they gave, and they made sure how much people or how often they gave that people knew that. Uh, so imagine it this way: uh, of course, at uh, at Salem Creek where I'm at now, we've had to restructure our worship service mm-hmm. because of COVID. We have baskets in the back that people can drop their uh, mm-hmm. contribution in before they go in. And uh, which I personally think it should have been that way all along. I really do. Uh, uh, overseas in European countries, that's how they do it, uh, especially in places like Russia. And I really think that's how it should be done. Yeah. But uh, imagine pre-COVID when we pass the plates and you have a $100 bill that you're going to give to the church and you lay it in there, you know, just on top of everything and make sure that everyone around you sees how much you're giving. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is improper motives. And uh, that's exactly what Jesus is warning against here. Being seen is something that a Christian uh, should not strive to do. We want people to see our example, but we don't need 
to be to, to place ourselves on the pedestal where we're not reflecting God. Yes, that's yeah. the issue. Yeah, I and and it's, it shouldn't. It, it may not be the case with everybody, but um, I, I believe a proper Christian attitude would almost be shame behind if if you if you were spiritually mature. There would be somewhat of a of a shame. It doesn't matter whether you give thirty uh, percent of of your earnings or whether you're only giving five percent of your earnings. If you're letting somebody else know what you're giving, it almost should be shameful. It's something mm-hmm. that should stay between you and God, right. just like your personal prayer should be between you and God, and just like uh, fasting should be between uh, you and God. So this this alms giving that he's discussing it leads over into 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 giving in general. Um, the church, one of the threefold, uh, one of the threefold work of the church is is benevolence, right? And with that, uh, we have to have some way in order to be benevolent. We have to to the individuals of the church, the Christians, have to be giving in order for the church to fulfill that work. And so, I want us to to spend really the rest of the time um, talking about uh, giving. Um, but first, I want us to look back to to tithes, giving under the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if if you're familiar with tithes, most people think that uh, that it was only a one tithe that that they had to give, uh, that and that was ten percent of their earnings, and they gave it. Uh, go with me to Numbers eighteen. This is what most people think about when they think of tithes. Uh, Numbers chapter eighteen. Numbers eighteen, beginning in verse twenty one. And, and behold, I have given the children of Levi all the tenth of Israel for an inheritance, for their service which they serve, even the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. Neither must the children of Israel henceforth come near the tabernacle of the congregation, lest they bear sin and die. So the Levites, uh, they, they were to, to do all of the service of, of the tabernacle. Uh, no, nobody of any other tribe were able to do this. Only the Levites. Well, if they were doing this, they they had to have a means of of living. If that's all that they were doing, they weren't tending sheep, they weren't uh, growing crops, etc. They had to have some way uh, to live, and so God made provisions for that through the children of Israel. In verse twenty three. Let the Levites. Uh, the Levites shall do the service of the tabernacle of the congregation, uh, lest they bear the, their iniquity. And verse 24, But the tithes of the children of Israel, which they offer as an heave offering unto the Lord, I have given to the Levites to inherit, uh, etc. And also the Levites were to take a tenth of what they got uh, through that tithe and give back as well. So that's the main tithe that we think about. And it's you can think of it as... as Similar to our tax system in the United States, or most governmental tax systems, and that those who are public servants, and, and you could think of the Levites as, as policymakers, um, though the policies were already set and they just served, uh, they, uh, politicians today receive funding from, from, the, from the people as the Levites receive funding from the children of Israel. Now... Just like politicians today can get corrupt, the Levites also were were um, not um, invulnerable to that as well. Now there was also a second and third type of tax which I want us to discuss. So the children of Israel 
contrary to what most people think, they didn't just give 10% of their earnings. So we're kind of skipping ahead a little bit here, but for anybody who wants to give a tithe in, in the church today, uh, according to the Old Testament, you're going to be giving a lot more than 10% as we're about to look at Deuteronomy chapter 14. Uh, Deuteronomy 14 is the, the next um, set of tithes, and it mentions both, both tithes here in Deuteronomy 14. Um, Deuteronomy 14 and beginning in verse 22. Uh, you shall truly tithe all your increase of your seed that the field brings forth year by year, so you had the 10% tithe that you gave to the Levite, Levites, and then you have this 10% uh, tithe of everything that you made uh, throughout the year. And this was a provisional tithe. This was one that when you uh, traveled to Jerusalem for the feast, uh, you brought uh, what, what you had. So you almost, you, in essence, you got it back. It was, it was almost like saving, uh, but you still had to, to, to give it and to put it forth. And God says, this is the reason why, he's, why you're doing this, is so that you shall fear me throughout all your days. And then you also have another tithe at verse 28. At the end of three years, you shall bring forth all the tithes of your increase. The same year you shall lay it up within, you, uh, within your gates. And the Levite, because he has no part, and the stranger, the fatherless, the widow, uh, every, which are in within your gates, shall come, they shall eat and be satisfied. So you had that provisional tithe for yourself. You also had the provisional tithe uh, for other, for the poor, for the Levites, etc. So the children of Israel, they were essentially giving 30% of their earnings. And that's similar to what we give in taxes uh, mm -hmm. today. Um, so if, if anybody, if you're wanting an example uh, on how to, how to tithe under the old law, you're going to have to give... 30% of your earnings, but should a Christian give under the new law, Joshua? Well, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's something that is given as an example in the New Testament. In 1 Corinthians, Paul um, makes it explicit there to the Corinthian church that they are to give as they have prospered, uh, which to me uh, is more than 30%. And, and, you know, people ask me sometimes, you know, how much should I give? And I think that's a loaded question. I think that lies between you and God. Um, I, I, I find it interesting that there are a lot of preachers who do not give monetarily to the church because they say, well, I'm putting in my time. And you know what? If, if you're listening to this and you're a preacher and you think that way, that's between you and the Lord. Um, but I do see in Scripture a responsibility on behalf of the members of a congregation, not just members of the Lord's church, but I'm, I'm narrowing it down even more to the members of the congregation, to uh, find it in their hearts to give in order to, one, take care of their own congregation. I mean, I know they lived in the first century and we live in the 21st century, but the electric bill does not pay itself. Mm -hmm. If you want your building to stand, you're going to have to help out in paying for those things. If you want to have a man who is uh, a, a learned person to stand before the congregation and preach and help people go to heaven, then uh, that man is, is due his wages, and you're going to have to chip in to pay that, that man to, to work for the church. Um, and I had this written down. I want to make sure I don't misquote it. 1 Corinthians 16.2 uh, is where Paul says for them to give as they have been prospered. At the time, there was a congregation in Jerusalem 
that was struggling financially. And Paul tells several churches, not just the Corinthians, that he is coming to get their contribution to help out that church. That's one thing that I think we don't do a lot of today, uh, at, at least where I'm at, is churches don't pitch in to help other churches. It's it's almost like you're, you're we're so autonomous that we forget that we're unified together in the body of Christ, uh, regardless of where our building is. So uh, absolutely, Christians should give. We should give corporately on the first day of the week, as the examples given in Scripture, we should also give privately. So if there's an opportunity for us to give to, you know, I, I love the passage that you just read about uh, this This is to go to the widow, the orphan, and the stranger. Well, my goodness, I don't know how it is uh, down here in, in Lincoln County, but in Rutherford County, we have widow and orphan and stranger knocking on our doors every week. And we have things uh, put in place by our eldership to help them out. Um, you know, we are responsible for giving, but we're also responsible for um, using those things appropriately. Uh, you don't want to be taken advantage of or anything like that. But uh, absolutely, we certainly have an, an obligation and a responsibility to give to help people out. Yeah, you, you made a lot of good points there. And I, I want to I go back to the, to the point about the, the preacher um, giving. Uh, frankly, I don't see how a preacher could, if, if they're properly studying Scripture, I don't see how that they could come under that conclusion because as we just read about in, uh, in, in Numbers, the Levites, they were to give 10% of right. theirs as well. And First uh, Corinthians chapter nine, yes, uh, those who preach the gospel should live of the gospel. But then he gives the same exact argument that was given for uh, the Levites mm-hmm. and and their service. Uh, so if if the Levites they still had to give ten percent of their earnings, uh, then we also uh, need to be giving ten percent, or we need to be giving. Not sure. So I so and then you and then you mention how much should a Christian give. Um, and and that's something that that I want to. So I read in a book, and I can't remember the title of the book at the moment. Um, they were it wasn't written by members of the church, but they they had one one statement that they didn't repeat it a lot, but it, it was definitely a theme in there. And it wasn't you shouldn't ask um, how much should I give, but rather you should ask how much should I keep, and. In that, yes, they, you, you, you're going to be able to have entertainment, you know, and in, in, um, in, in another podcast that I'm going to, that uh, we'll have with Michael Clark, we discuss entertainment and entertainment's good. Uh, Jesus even um, had time of recreation and had time of recreation set aside for uh, the disciples and the work that they were doing. So it, those things are good and you can put money toward that and you, of course, you need to be paying your bills but keep in mind how much should I keep and not how much should I give. And when we have that attitude about it, it's going to change our, our attitude on, on money in general, um, trying to figure out, well, what should I give to the Lord rather than I can, I can give this. Yeah, I think we need to be careful about over-justifying things. So, uh, for example, my wife and I take a trip at least once a year somewhere, you know, we'll discuss mm-hmm. where each year, and that's our marriage getaway. You know, it allows me to get away from the church, her to get away from the hospital, and we are just there mm-hmm. with each other. It's almost like a retreat. And I can justify that to say, well, 
that's for the sake of our marriage, and that's for the sake of having a godly marriage. And so I'm going to put everything that I can towards that rather than reserving some back. And not to say that things aren't good. Like you say, uh, there are things that, that are good within themselves and that we can be involved in and be fine. But if I'm giving everything to to my wants, my my needs, my desires, and not saving something for God. I, I mean, when Jesus asked the people whose image is on this coin, it was it was Caesar's image. He says, "Render unto Caesar what Caesar's; render unto God what's God's." Well, guess what? Everything is God's, mm-hmm. and if we look at it with that mentality, then I don't own anything. It's already His, so let me just give it to Him. Yeah, a couple couple of texts that we could break down, one being uh, Jesus and, and the widow and, and her giving the two mites, and also God loves a cheerful cheerful giver. Right. Uh, that He's laughing when we give, though he wants us to give. It's still, it's, it's a humorous thought mm-hmm. that we're giving to him what he already owns. Uh, Joshua, I appreciate having you on, and Lord willing, Joshua's going to be back with us April 8th. And we're going to be discussing prayer with one another. If you stay tuned in until the close of the podcast, we do appreciate you. Uh, Please be sure to rate and review us. Uh, And if you're listening to us through Facebook, please go, uh, please like and and share it with somebody. And uh, go check out the Scattered Abroad Network page. Be sure to like and share it as well. We appreciate you and have a good day. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.